Good morning, dear listener. You're welcome to Nasco Moments. How many times have you washed your hands today? Remember to always stay safe. As usual, I'm your host, Hudun Gyang. Today we will discuss the socioeconomic benefits and commercial potentials in waste management in our urban areas, part 1. The process of collecting and processing materials that would otherwise be thrown away as trash and turning them into new products is an activity that can greatly benefit the community and the environment. A lot of the non-biodegradable waste we burn and dispose of can be recycled to regain lost economic value. We have seen situations where enterprising youth use expired tires for furniture and art, while some others use plastic bottles and water sachets to make interlocking tiles. Sadly, we have very few waste management, waste collection and recycling companies in Plateau State. On the Nasco Moments show this morning, we begin with the first of a two-part conversation as we discuss the socioeconomic benefits and commercial potential in waste management in our urban areas, part 1. Our guest is Dr. Samuel Denjuma Wapwera. He is a town planner, environmental consultant, and a fellow of the Institute of Mortgage Brokers and Lenders of Nigeria. You're hey, welcome to the show, Dr. Samuel Wapwera Denjuma. Thank you very much. Stay tuned, listener. We'll be right back. Ah ah, Mama Shakara. This your shabby city shine. And how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Brightex white detergent oh Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all and it dey wash cloth clean well well it gets part to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be no go chop and soak no you know the chop and do and it good for washing machine too eh Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go dey use to wash all my clothes now so that I go dey shine shine and scent scent and make Shakara like you so <laughs> Brightex white detergent, a quality product from Nasco. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex for the brightest wash. You're welcome back to Nasco Moments. I'm Hudun Gang and we are talking about the socio-economic benefits and commercial potential in waste management in our urban areas, part 1. Our guest today is Dr. Samuel Denjuma Wapwera, a town planner, environmental consultant and a fellow of the Institute of Mortgage Brokers and Lenders. of Nigeria. Now let's begin the conversation this way. Can you briefly explain to the listener what waste management means? Thank you very much for this opportunity to contribute to this discussion as it relates to waste management and possibly the second part we're we'll talking about recycling. Waste management can be referred to as in many ways or ways in which um, materials that are not, you know, easily usable after primary usage um like meant to be thrown away But this time around you're bringing when you're adding you know, try to manage the way it's been uh, disposed and kept so as to think about um, um improvement productivity and growth of the farm in our society um we need to as a matter of fact as what as I always said as a town planner there are three things we do basically we stay work and we play in the environment and as such if the environment is not healthy it's not good we begin to have a lot of problems which are sometimes very very difficult to actually manage so in the environment consequently uh, we need to safeguard the lives of human beings individuals family and the community as a whole um and as a result of waste the environment becomes sort environment that's not you know appealing it's not good and it's aesthetically out of value 
So we tend to look at the physical and the, the cleanliness and the well-being of the environment, which has actually been captured by the National Housing um, Policy, that uh, housing should be made available, which is part of the environment for all Nigerians and for the price. What we are looking at there basically is the quality of the environment. And when, once waste is found there, we need to have problems. Hmm. Now, what are the different types of waste? Well, waste um, can be classified or can be categorized into three or four, depending on how you look at it. It can be liquid, it can be solid, or in physical state. So it can be categorized sometimes also into hazardous and non-hazardous, which are biodegradable and non biodegradable waste, just like you have said from the beginning of the program. Mm. Okay, can you explain a little bit about these ones so that um, people can really understand what is degradable, biodegradable and all of that? Okay, um, degradable waste are waste that after you use them, when done in a particular place, some kind of um, um, activity, microbial activities or activities of microorganisms will act on it and it will reduce it into you know, um, a component that can easily be from the form part of swell. For example, you use it maize, you throw the cup away, um, you use um, um, vegetables and the rest of them. Once you drop them, they can, they can just degrade, you know, reduce into um, other substances that can form part of the swell. Whereas those who are non degradable, plastic, um, nylon, and the rest of them, when you, after the usage, you dump them, they form part of the state, they find it very difficult to to be degradable by degraded by uh, these microorganisms. So mm -hmm. that's what we mean. So I mean some of them as we say are poisonous, some of them are not. That's why we say they're hazardous and not hazardous. Mm -hmm. What kind of waste is hazardous? Hazardous waste, such as waste from um, from um, agricultural waste for example, right? When you use um, you use chemicals on the farm and then as a result of maybe downpour or watering goes into the body of water and you consume them and at the end of the day microorganisms or uh, aquatic um, uh, organisms happen to be affected when humans consume them as a result of their uh, domestic activity on it they are affected for the hazardous substances oh. so basically those things and then maybe sometimes you may have used them actually for a for a good purpose but at this point it is becoming a waste now, uh, how can waste be disposed of properly? Well, there are three um, major ways of disposing waste. Three ways. The first one is by reduction, which is um, actually the thing that you now decide to carry to bury it, to reduce it so that you will not be seeing it. Then there's what you call reuse. Once that you use the, those components to make it, to change it into another form, then, I mean, you are trying to use a component of it for you know for another reason and then the third one is what to call recycling the one that you are now going to convert it from one to another creating well out of it and what have you and so that's why the issue or the principle of the three r's comes into play the th three r's being yes reduce reuse and recycle okay. what is the importance of waste management to the nigerian economy well um Waste has a lot of potential and it can actually improve the lives of Nigerians 
But you see, what's really happening is that we find it very difficult to quantify it. Why? Basically because it is not registered. And as a result, we're unable to document to be able to do it. To start with, the population of Nigeria, because we consume a lot of waste is generated. But because we are unable to harness it in one place and make basic use of it or try to bring in these principles that we're talking about, the principles of art, and that we prefer to do the immediate, the first one, by reducing, just get the, you know, um, a particular place or a pit, and then we dump everything and bury it and it ends there. That's what we think. But you see, we can decide to say we are going to reuse most of the components. I give you a typical example. Agricultural waste, like poultry droppings. And people think that, oh, you can just take it to the farm and it ends to cultivate maybe potato on the plateau. We're happy that's a very good uh, source of fertilizer. And it's becoming more expensive now. Right? But we're interested to know. Studies have shown that that component can be used, mixed up with, with, with um with waste also, dust, I mean waste from um, waste from um, from maize grains, you mix it with chicken droppings, and you can use it to feed your pigs with. You can see that use. You use that component. Recycling that component, you can decide to say, okay, we're going to refine it more, make it into fertilizer, and you repackage it. It's doable. So all those components are major ways in which we can generate one. From that, as I said, the back of um, agricultural waste called uh, poultry droppings is 8,000, 7,000 now. It's from the season. So if you begin to quantify that, in just we have a good number of people who are called to, who, are, who are into poultry farming, right? If you're going to go from one poultry house to another, trying to document the number of poultry waste by a bag that is being generated. You go, to, you go a long way in trying to know, to know the quantity of the tones of agricultural waste that is generated from it. And you can be able to use reuse and recycle it. Okay. Now, what is the socioeconomic benefit and commercial potential of waste management in urban areas? Well, um, studies and my experience with um, one industrialist who said the waste that generated from different places that you use that they convert them into fertilizer these days. I don't know the mechanism, I don't know the chemistry, I don't know the industrial you know, mechanism that they put in place to generate that. As a result, you generate wealth from it. The economic value, you have been able to create job opportunities for people. You've been able to create job opportunities in the area of industrial. You're going to employ somebody for administrative purpose. You're able to employ somebody who has that skills that he has acquired elsewhere to be able to use here. You can see that economically, you have been able to engage people in three dimensions, right? Then, the commercial potential. What is the demand for it? Presently, Nigeria is trying to pursue a policy that has to do with cultivation of crops, dinosaurs, and burying of animals. How do we go about that? We discover that when you are cultivating crops these days, you have to use that component of the work of the fertilizer that we now get. So you see, and then as our population is increasing, our 
population, it's a, it's a kind of population that is increasing at an increasing rate. We do not have the means or the mechanism to control population or growth rate in these days. And as a result, we consume more food. And as a result, we need to produce more food. And as a result, by eating and also consuming other products, we generate more of the waste. And as a result, it is a potential. But the thing is, it's all about trying to come up with a, with a strategy to be able to harness all this potential for us to be able to maximize from it. All right, Dr. Samuel Wapara, thank you so much for your answers so far. Listener, please stay tuned. We shall be back to continue this discussion. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back, listener. My name is Hudun Gang, and this is NASCO Moments. We're talking about the socioeconomic benefits and commercial potential in waste management in our urban areas, part one. Our guest is Dr. Samuel Denjuma Wapura, a town planner, environmental consultant, and a fellow of the Institute of Mortgage Brokers and Lenders of Nigeria. Now we'll get right back to our conversation. How profitable is the waste management business? Well, um, it is highly profitable. But presently, we are unable to cash in on that. reason being that we are unable to properly harness or come up with a strategy of controlling it or to try to make it more viable. Studies have shown that Developed countries don't complain about waste because they convert them, they use them for different things. I give you a typical example. The plastic that we see, the plastic that we see, if you can quantify the amount of rainfall that we receive in a day in the rainforest, maybe in the middle belt, if you can quantify or you try to string these droplets of water. The amount of plastic that we have presently in our environment as much as that. If a company can come here, come around, the government decides to come set up a, um, a, a, a company to be able to put that together, it will go a long way in making it you know, generate a lot of so I give you a typical example. Waste does not end because it starts, it has three steps. One, it has to do with the collection of the waste. Two, it has to do with the transportation of the waste. And three, it has to be with what? With the, with the deposition of the waste. Fine. At every point or at every chain, there's a, there's, a, there's a potential to employ people, to engage people using different equipment, different equipment, different tools for them to be able to do that. You get to a point where be, somebody will be transporting it. A particular section will be transporting it from one place to another. We have a point of collection, we have the point of transportation, we employ people around that. And then the processes of transportation, it has also some steps before depositing it. 
I give you a typical example in an industry that I worked sometimes back. I was coming up. The ways that we gather around sleepers, shoes, the rubber shoes, and the, the cups and the whatever you get here, gather it and pack it. When they get to the company, the first aspect is to wash or to separate them into different colors. You collect them, you take them to a point, you wash them. At the point after washing, you remove whatever metal that is on it. After removing the metal, you take it into the grinder. The grinding machine grinds them. Take it to another section. That's what you call a mixing section. They mix it. After mixing, they take it to the what? To the furnace, where they now introduce, maybe they put it in the furnace or in a, in a, in a body uh, that is meant to bring out almost seemingly the same kind of a product that was, you know, that kind of thing. So you can see they're actually recreating another product from, you know, from the, from the waste that we have generated, right? Now, at every point, you can be able to employ, you can be able to, you know, and it is self-paid, you know, that kind of a thing. That's what we call agglomeration of industries. You can have an industry that is meant for collection alone. You can have an industry that is meant to with the responsibility of transportation alone. You can have also an industry also that is saddled with the responsibility of washing, cutting, and what have you. That kind of a thing. You strict them like that. By so doing, at every point you employ, at every point you generate revenue, at every point you generate your resources, and so on and so forth. By so doing, you reduce the number of people who are unemployed. Revenue will be generated. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I wonder how someone can, you know, just get into this waste management business. Well, um, every business you want to start, you know that there's what you call capital that you need to invest into it. When we say capital, we don't really mean, don't only talk about funding, which is what we think in Nigeria basically. That's what you call, you know, um, human capital. So, human capital, and we have it in abundance. A lot of people have gone to school, they are not employed. Give them that opportunity, give them that tax to be able to come up with a, with a, with a, with a strategy to formulate what can be done. You see a lot of people coming up with a lot of ideas to send good ideas to you. And after that, you now have where the government may invest. Okay, after this, what do we do? Before I graduated from my school, I met someone who actually told me about going to China to get you know equipment that could be used in recycling and a lot of things. This waste, you get them, you put them into that and it converts them into you know um components that are very that can generate a lot of wealth us. So because going into it may be difficult yes at some certain point, but the government can always do something, you know, to create this. Because a lot of people that are moving around that are unemployed. You can engage them using that. The government can do that. And after some time you can be able to now say okay, you can go into training. By the time we have acquired all those skills, can we have to train people for different sections of the skill? And then you see people doing it. Just like what we are talking about, uh, our young our youths now, converting maybe tires into maybe furniture and so on and so forth, doing different things. Different things. A lot of youths now, they have, they have the skills, but because there's no capital, and because they are unable to be supported by the government, it becomes a problem. Many times it's difficult for one to start a business and to sustain it. Need to understand in um, business foundation ideas, sometimes most of the times I listen to the program. It's about you need to sustain a business. 
for five years for you to be able to remain in the business. If you do not have the capital, how do you sustain yourself? Let them sustain the business for five years for you to remain in the business. That's why a lot of people see them moving around, yet they have excuses. What about young people who might think that this is a very dirty, this is very dirty work? How can I possibly, if government comes and says I want to encourage young people to venture into waste management business, well, we certainly find quite a lot of them interested in this line of business. Well, it's all about mindset. You know, a lot of people think, oh, we don't have a job and the rest of them, and the job that is in their head or in their mindset, mindset is the office work. Everybody wants to work in the office. Lo and behold, my experience from the way people behave concerning the office work now is very sad. Come to work late, they leave early. The productivity is not there. But when it comes to these practical things, <laughs> you can quantify the productivity there. Yes, I worked in a factory like that before. It's eight to eight. You go to the work, you go there from eight to from 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 eight to eight. You are there eight o'clock. You will work. It's not it's not just the work you are doing. You will, you will feel it by the time you get home. When you lay on your bed, you know that yes, you definitely work you out. You know that kind of a thing. So it's something like that. When people go to the office and then they stay in the office. They want to go, and then you see the, the trend is that oh, you want to go, you want to go, we have a program here, we have this one here, and the rest of them. You see a lot of people not really doing the work. But when it comes to these issues, it's a practical thing. You know, you have to go and you have to go to the point of collection. You need to gather, you need to collect all those waste together. After collecting the waste, you need to do a lot of things before you transport it. The transportation is not just the issue of living, you have to move it. Is it not so? So you see, people will be so engaged. By the time you leave that place of work, after the eight hours, you know that you've actually worked. And the person who's trying to, you know, the productivity or the supervisors will now come and quantify what, you know, volume of work this person has actually done for the day. As we round off this conversation, what are your final words? Well, we know that waste, um, many times we think waste does not actually generate wealth, but I want to tell you that waste can actually generate wealth for individuals, for society, state, Nigeria, and the world at large. It's properly nice and actually, you know, we do the need for We go a long way in happiness because waste is not the way we see it. Thank you so much, Dr. Samuel Wapera, for your time today. Dear listener, I hope you are well educated on the benefits and socioeconomic potentials of waste management. This is where we end the show today. Remember to follow NASCO's social media handles. There's lots of information for you there. Visit www.facebook.com slash NASCO group. You can also follow the program on Twitter. The handle is at NASCO group. You are encouraged to freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the care line 0805-774-7777. The NASCO Moments trivia question for this week is, what are the four major categories of waste? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Include your full name and exact location. On the show last week, we asked you to tell us the year the World Environment Day became a yearly celebration and the theme of that year. If you said 1974, you are right. And if you also said the theme was 
only one earth, then congratulations are in order. We have Omolara Oyetunde from Bukuru Low Cost who won our promised prize of a NASCO gift basket. The NASCO Moment radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO Group. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, Chris Haman and Harun Audu, Production Coordinator, Solomon Audu, Deborah Kaladima, and Alex Rubin. Please stay safe, always wash your hands, wear your face mask in public, practice social distancing, and carry hand sanitizers with you. My name is Hudun Gyang, and this is NASCO Moments. <laughs>